Hello and welcome along to Extra Time here on LCFC Radio and LCFC TV. After Leicester's disappointing results at Molyneux, the performance was better, the result wasn't quite there. Uh, I'm Dan Bates and with me today are Ewan Roberts and Matt Elliott. Uh, we're already doing this 15 minutes late because Matt Elliott uh, couldn't get out of bed in time for the, uh, the the early morning meet that we've got. Ewan Roberts, of course, was ready and on time. I'm in a new location here at the uh, the training ground today. So I know Matt is desperate, dying to, uh, to retort at me, Matt. So go on. No, I'm going to be the better man. I'm going to let it lie, Batesy. Don't be fooled, anyone that's listening. I'm not the best on a Monday morning, but that's not the reason why. I'm sure you'll get me back at some point. Uh, Ewan, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Dan. I'm good. Weather's doing my head in now. Had enough of it. Where were you? As everybody then? else. Sorry, I was at uh, Bramble Lane. Bramble Lane. Impressed with Sheffield. Battered Swansea 4 0. Could have been, and I'm not exaggerating it, could have been eight. Probably should have been six or seven, but it could have been eight or nine. Wow. And on Master Live, we had Sol Bamba on you, and I know obviously during his time at Cardiff, you'll have probably watched a lot of him. Yeah, I mean, Neil Warnock took him there. I think Neil's taken him to a few of the clubs that he's managed, and he did well for Cardiff. I mean, the fans took to him straight away. Um, you know, one of these defenders which is always comfortable with the ball, enjoys coming out, you know, enjoys joining in. Uh, great tackler. The timing of his tackles were exceptional. And just seems like a really, I've never met Sol, but it seems like a really good lad, you know, proper proper good leader. I think he was captain of the club and, and he's got all the attributes that, that you need to, to be a successful captain, which, which he was. I think he took the club to the Premier League, held his own in, in, in the Premier League and, you know, glad to see him back playing. Yeah, you only got. need to ask Batesy whether he's a good lad or not. You know, I think they go out all the time, he's called Sol this and Sol that, all right, mate, how are you doing? Good to catch up and all that. I thought there they were what, what was it, you in two minutes? He couldn't let it slip for two minutes, could he? He had to get right it back was, in there. It was nipping at him, Dan, I tell you, it was nipping at him. Uh, all jokes aside, it was good to have Sol on, wasn't it, yesterday, Matt? And uh, yeah, he might be putting you out of a job soon. Yeah, quicker than I think, by the sounds of it. But he's uh, no, he's a good lad, isn't he? Yeah, it's a good term. Obviously, you know, it's happening a bit more and more, isn't it, these days? You're getting sort of actual current players involved in different aspects of the media and um, you know, giving an alternative view. He needs to work on his dress code a little bit. But, you know, being a current player, he can get away with it, can't he? He was yeah, dead uh, relaxed, wasn't he? And, uh, yeah, made a nice change, didn't it? You know, rather than staring at the ugly mugs of urine and tags every week. <laughs> nice to see a bit of class on the show. <laughs> um, unfortunately, though, he, he couldn't bring any luck with him, really, Matt, could he, to, to the game? I, I said at the very top of the show that the performance was actually very good from Leicester, wasn't it? That The result obviously didn't match the, the performance. Yeah, I, it, it was it's decent in some respects, the performance, you know, going away. Wolves are a good side, having a good season. Um, they settled in well, haven't they? Or, or the manager has settled in well. The players have been there for quite a period of time, the majority of them. So, you know, people are saying that he's, I don't know about revolutionised, I don't know if that's too strong a word, but he's just given them an extra dimension maybe to their game, but it's nothing too different. But from Leicester's point of view, I think, you know, there's an element of, it's like the game against Liverpool uh, to a degree. Oh, well, that's better. 
we played quite well. We, we made a game of it, lost 2 0, and then end up losing. You don't want to be looking at wins, uh, sorry, defeats as a positive these days, full stop. Although, on the other side of that, yeah, the general play, they, uh, they played reasonably well, I would say, reasonably well. But where it mattered, both ends of the pitch, small details had a massive impact. And just the way it's going for Leicester, you can't afford any sort of minor sloppiness at either end of the pitch because it's going to work doubly against you because it's just how things are, are transpiring at the moment. But fair play to the players. Um, you know, they've had a, t- a toughish time of late and for quite a while, in truth. But I didn't see any signs of them giving up the ghost or becoming deflated, as we mentioned yesterday. They were frustrated at the end. And that's, you know, that's a good sign. But there's, there's plenty to grasp hold of and be positive with in that performance. And without sounding like a stuck record, like all of us have been guilty of this season, um, injury is a massive factor. You know, you can't keep using that as an excuse, but it is relevant, without a doubt. And there's not too much wrong. Yeah, what, what did you make of it, Ewan, the game? Um, I think sometimes, Dan, you don't get what you deserve in, 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 in the game. I, I thought that was a case in point yesterday. Um, but Leicester, 65% possession. 16 shots, had twice as many shots on target as Wolves, had more corners. I thought, I thought dominated the second half. You know, I think, I think Wolves took them about, what, 20, 25 minutes to get their first shot on target in that second half, the shot that, that, that eventually won them the game. Um, but they were the better side, better side. Maybe lacked that real bit of quality in, in the final third. Um, and I'm saying that with no James Madison starting. You know, Harvey Barnes had to pull out with, with a problem with his lower back and a, and a tight hamstring hours before the game. So you're going into the game without two of your probably most creative players in, 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 in the team. But all in all, it didn't, it, the lads didn't look like a team that lacked confidence. You know, they had that really good win on, on Thursday against Randers 4-1. And I think they carried that momentum into that game. I thought Wolves probably started the game better first 10, 15 minutes. Although after saying that, Yuli Tillemans had a great chance after four minutes. You know, moved down the left-hand side, the ball was cut back to him. And you would expect him to hit the target. You'd expect Yuli to, to score that opportunity. Uh, but, you know, Wolves are a good side. You know, they, I think when, I think 44 games now, they haven't lost when they've taken the lead. So as soon as they take the lead, you think, oh, Leicester are up against it. But oh, it's got a really good goal. You know, a really good goal just before half-time. Um, I think that's only the second time Wolves in 13 games have scored, have been, have conceded from open play. So it goes to show you they're, they're a good side. They're defensively very organised. They're defense, defensively sound. They get men behind the ball, and they and they are hard to, to 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 break down. But all in all, looking at the performance, especially that one in the second half. I mean, Wolves couldn't get out of their own half for 20 minutes. Now, you know, it was constant. It was constant pressure. It really, really was. It just needed that little bit of quality to. To, to get that goal to, to take them ahead. And, and, and sadly, it wasn't to be. But as I say, it can be a cruel game sometimes, Sam. I think that's why it probably is so frustrating, Matt, isn't it? There, there have been frustrating results in the last couple of months. 
for different reasons. That the frustration yesterday was because Leicester, as you and said, did dominate Wolves, particularly in that second half, just weren't able to get at least an equaliser. Yeah, I think they probably um, expected, you know, before the game to have certainly the the majority, if not the lion's share of of possession in the game. You know, Wolves play quite conservatively, don't they? And they're a funny side. Again, mentioned it yesterday. They they never set set things alight. You know, they never really excite you watching them, but they never seem to play terribly either. They was sort of like a, a mid level, aren't they? And it's almost like they play the odds, really. And as you mentioned there, you know, the, the goals conceded record is pretty impressive, and that doesn't happen by chance, does it? Um, and the, you know, they are just a solid, well-organised unit. And then they've got quality inside as well. And they have got a decent balance, but they're, they're not that scintillating to watch uh, regularly. But they almost, almost grind out results at times and you know, wait for a bit of individual excellence, as was the case yesterday, or a little slip from the opposition, as there was yesterday, uh, albeit minimal. Uh, minimal positioning or dispositioning of play, to be fair, on a couple of occasions. But um, there's not feed off scraps, but there's small margins in their games, isn't it? And like, like you said, once they took the lead, you thought, oh, this could be, a, could be a tough afternoon. But there was quite a bit of time in the game. And I think that's to sort of steady themselves. And excellent goals, as you mentioned there. I mean, Seems quite a long time ago now. It seems like there's plenty going on in the second half as well. But that that pass from Tillemans, and the obvious pass was there for Ricardo. And what a run from Albrighton as well. Because I thought initially it was just a bit of a decoy run as much as anything. But he's actually continued to run with purpose. Because it looked for all the world like Ricardo was going to be the recipient of the ball. And then he just gives it the eyes, doesn't he? Slides it in behind and... Uh, Lookman picked up the pieces, less than deservedly. They got themselves back on level terms. But it was, um, there's still elements, though, aren't there? I think set pieces are still a worry. And attacking set pieces or corners are still a bit of a worry as well. They should be able to capitalise on them better. I mean, I can think of at least three that hit the front man yesterday. And, you know, comfortably. Um, the swirling conditions maybe played a part in that, but you need to put it in the danger zone. You know, just... Were they trying to like drill it in, do you think, because of the, the wind? I don't, the, I don't know. There were a couple from Yuri Tillemans that I think it was bounced before they got there. Now, I don't know if there was like, someone to come short and get a little flick on it, but I didn't see anyone in the vicinity. But mm. I don't know. They, they don't maximise it. They're not the biggest side, Lester. You know, that's yeah. part of the issue. Um, but they look vulnerable defending them, as we know. But they don't look too threatening when they attack them. Um, they have attacking situations, corners. But listen, Leicester have got some very good footballers. I mentioned it against Randers on Thursday. That was a different scenario, of course. But, you know, you're sitting there watching them saying, listen, Leicester are a good side. They've got some real good out-and-out footballers. But sometimes it takes more than just good footballers to win games. And... Uh, just a little bit short of both ends of the pitch at the moment. Which hopefully will start to come good again, You and We saw the four goals against Randers. That must have given them a lot of confidence, particularly those forward players. 
Dan, goals isn't a problem for the club. I think you look at you look at that Premier League. There's only the top five that have scored more goals than Leicester. Yeah. I, when I, when I, whenever I watch Leicester, I'm always confident that they're going to score goals. I agree with 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 Matty. I never get the feeling that they're going to score from a from a cross or a set piece or a corner kick uh, because they're not the biggest of sides. Um, but putting the ball in the back of the net isn't a major issue. As I say, six six highest scorers in the league. It's just keeping them out of the other the other side of the net. That's that's the biggest issue for the club. You look at. The last 14 Premier League games, Dan, Leicester have conceded two or more in 10 of those Premier League games. That's why the club is in length in, in, in the Premier League at the minute. You know, scoring goals with the players that they've got, they'll score goals. They, they've got quality in that final third. They've got players that are capable of, of putting the ball in the back of the net. You know, we, we know that. It's just, at the minute, it's, um, for, the, for, for the past six, seven months, it's, it's been very, very hard. And, we, and there are reasons, and we're not going to you know, make excuses, but there, there are reasons. Um, having to change, change your back four on a, on a constant basis because of injuries doesn't help. But the lads have to get better. Collectively, not just the, the back four or the back five and the goalkeeper. You know, it's, it's, it's a collective effort from, from everybody, from the forwards, from the wingers, from the midfielders. Everybody's got to work harder on, on keeping clean sheets and, and, and not conceding sloppy goals. Clearly, there is no quick fix, Ewan, because otherwise they would have done it. So is it just a case of really digging in and really, like you said, working harder and just hoping that in a, in a way your luck changes a little bit? Even, for example, yesterday, the winner could easily have seen that given offside for, for yeah. blocking Casper's line of sight. I mean, when, when you first see it, you think that's a great strike. Um, could we have got a little bit of more pressure earlier on Pedence before he gets the shot? You know, could we have got someone throwing his body in as Johnny Evans would have, would 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 have done? Um, it's 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 a hard one to to, to answer. Um, it could have been offside. You know, Neves. I think he's the only the only reason I can see it wasn't given, Dan, because once the shot's been taken, Neves is trying to get away from Casper's. Like, um, what's the word I'm looking line for? Line of sight. And that's the one, line of sight. Um, but you, you've seen them given. I'm, I think that, that's what frustrates you. say it was their first shot on target. It was their first real effort on goal in, in that second half. Um, but it's as if everything at the minute that's been hit is going in. You look at the, the first goal from Neves. You know, he's nine times out of ten, you put your laces through that and it goes into Rosette. In, in, in the stand and it's a fantastic finish and he's capable of doing that you know he's done it many many times for Wolves and he sort of side foots it in I think Casper sees it late which means he can't quite get down quick enough to, to keep it out it's not getting any luck at, at the minute with, 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 with injuries with things going in you know as I say the, the two goals yesterday nine times out of the ten Casper Michael saves them or they, they, they don't hit the target yeah, I think that's probably the frustrating thing for Leicester, Matt, particularly given the, the offside, the, the, the thing surrounding the winner. That Leicester had two goals disallowed for that reason against Brighton earlier in the season. They would have won that game 3-2. I know that in those instances, the, it was Harvey Barnes both times, wasn't it? It was, yeah. was a lot closer to the goalkeeper. Then, was it Neves or Jimenez yesterday? Was it Neves? Um, yeah. Then no. what, 
than what either of the Wolves players, I can't remember who it was. Anyway. It's, sorry, it's Jimenez. It was set for yeah, Jimenez. Sorry, yeah. That's okay. Um, but Jimenez was, was a fair distance away, yeah. so I get that, that it was more than Harvey Barnes, but still, you see that, the, the freeze frame where he's striking it, and, and Casper's like going like that, he can't see because of Jimenez in the way, so surely that's offside. I think technically, you've got a case, you know, by the letter of the law, so yeah. it's hard to go against that, to be fair, um, rules are rules, but I don't know, people sort of put it into context, don't they, rather than take it literally sometimes. I don't know what VAR do. I don't know which way they go. They sort of chop and change a little bit from week to week, don't they? Um, I personally, I don't think it was worthy of ruling the goal out. But that's maybe with, with a bit of an old school mentality. You talk about the proximity of Harvey Barnes, how close he was to the goalkeeper, in those two instances against Brighton. But in fairness, he wasn't actually in the line of sight in, in terms of the ball. I mean, line of sight, you've got... Some people profess to have peripheral vision, don't they? So, you know, you could be standing anywhere and you're, you're being effective, aren't you? But... Um, I mean, it was technically between the strike from Podence, wasn't he? At some stage, I think it was about five yards after he's left his foot, he's making the effort. And he is affecting the vision of Schmeichel. But Schmeichel, there were other defenders there as well who was trying to sort of look round and see where it was coming. So, I don't know. I don't know. Casper Schmeichel will claim he would have got closer if Jimenez wasn't there. I don't think he would have saved it. So, by the letter of the law, I'll go with you, Batesy. Although, if it was the other way round, and Leicester scored a goal and he got disallowed for that. You're like, oh, come on. You know, such fine lines. But but Leicester just, um, I don't know, it's just small differences again, really. But, you know, you can say if this happened and you know, shots at goal and more goals, shots on target, more corners. But ultimately, it's, you know, it's what you do with them. When those opportunities, you say Tinnaman's mentioned, uh, you were mentioned now, that was a great chance. Mm. Madison had a half-decent chance, pulled it well wide. Um, Tillman's had a strike from distance really late on, didn't he? But, you know, you have to praise the clinical play from Wolves to a degree. You know, two decent chances, two goals. Yeah. Um, both of them, not glaring mistakes by Leicester, but both of them avoidable on two, three, four aspects of Leicester's play. Um, for me, I mean, mentioned it yesterday, and without deliberating the point, like Ricardo didn't get close enough an initial cross to me on the first goal. They lose the second header. Okay, I think it was a bit of a mismatch. Um, Honestly, Dan Donker, I think. Yeah, Luke Thomas, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. As often occurs, he gets employed up against people six inches, nine inches taller than him quite regularly. Um, and him and his, as it's come to him, it's okay. I think it was Soyonja's mark. It was the wrong side like, to get a touch. You couldn't really do a lot. But Dewsbury Hall has just got attracted to the ball, the initial ball, um, where Thomas was challenging, thinking he's going to pick up the pieces. Now, the, the ball's gone back to Jimenez, and then Dewsbury Hall's left Neves on the edge of the box. And you're thinking, in hindsight, would you do that again? Because what, at best, he was going to pick up the pieces. Which, 
was feasible, but what's the bigger threat? You know, just in that instance, you've got to be aware and assess the situation, have, have that alertness for danger. Neves is notorious for shooting from distance with quality. Don't leave him on his own, isolated. Left himself too much room, got the shot off. And then similarly on the second goal, again, Ricardo got beat too easy. They've all got attracted to the ball, squared it across. Dewsbury Hall was trying to do someone else's job because it over-eagerness. But if he had that discipline, dare I say experience, I'm loath to pick Dewsbury Hall out because he's been unbelievable of late. He just got drawn a little bit to the ball. That gave Podence the time to get his strike off. Or, as Ewan says, if the centre-halves realise that the midfielder's got dragged out of position, release yourself earlier. Don't stand with your man in the, just in a line and hope it hits you. Go and commit yourself. And Casper may be questionable on the first one. Um, couldn't do too much, I wouldn't say, for the second. But there's lots of little bits that add up to a big impact. Yeah, let's concentrate on that, the positives of, of the goal itself, Ewan. Yuri Tiedemann's probably won, well, certainly won Leicester's pass of the year last season away at Brighton, setting up Kelechi and Atro's goal. That's, that's got to be Leicester's best pass again of the season. It was quite phenomenal, wasn't it? I think they, the both passes, the, the one from Tillemans was exceptional to, to release Mark Albrighton down that left, right, uh, right-hand side and then Albrighton to, to pick Luckman out in the six-yard box was, was absolutely magnificent. If you, if you watch the goal from the start, Luckman actually starts to, starts to move with his tenacity. He, he wins the ball back up. I can't remember what, which Wolves player it was down that left-hand side and he passes it into midfield. He doesn't stop there. He carries on with his run. If he doesn't do that, he obviously doesn't get the goal. But yeah, I mean, the pass, the way uh, he looks away, he, he knows what he wants to do. He's, he's seen the gap. He wants to push that, put that ball through. The, the, the weight of the pass is absolutely superb for Mark Albright then to come across and put a great ball in for Luckman to, to score the equaliser at, at a fantastic time. And I think it was a massive goal because we saw the reaction at the, at the beginning of that second half, you know, Leicester came out and absolutely bossed the game for 25 minutes. But it was, it was a really, really, it looked a simple goal in the end, Dan, but two absolute top-class bits of, bit, bits of play led to that goal. Yeah, Luck, Luckman was excellent, Matt, wasn't he? For, for the full 90 minutes. He got Leicester's man of the match from Jerry Taggart, who was on co-commentary. I think that was one of the easier picks so far this season for, for you guys. He was, he was Yeah, awesome. yeah, I would say so. And, you know, despite the result, that performance came well on cue, really, didn't it? And listen, we've seen more than glimpses of what he's capable of. He's, uh, he seems to be getting a little bit more confidence in himself and more comfortable. Um, and you've seen a reflection of that in his performances, I think. Yeah, I mean, yesterday, with the admissions that Leicester had, Vardy, of course, out. Barnes out at a late date and Madison on the bench. Um, it was quite a big call from Brendan Rodgers. Albrighton didn't let him down at all. But um, you looked at that, say, front three. I know you had the the attacking input from Jewsby Hall and Tillemans to a level as well. So you got, and fullbacks pushed on. So you had enough attacking players there out on the pitch. But the immediate threat, that front three, didn't look that intimidating in itself, you know, in terms of how often they would have played together and strike rate, etc. 
So someone needs to stand up to the plate, really, and that, that was Adam Ola Lookman. Uh, yeah, lots of people had reasonably good games, but Adam Ola, yeah, one of his stronger games, without a doubt. And um, that's good for him, you know, because it adds to the strength of the squad, doesn't it, now? And he's, when Barnes is fit and Barney, everyone's fit, Lookman's genuinely vying for a place in the starting eleven, isn't he? Which are good signs moving forward for the rest yeah. of the season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what really, I think, you know, both people look at it from a balanced point of view. You know, understand the reasons why things haven't gone well um, or as well as we're hoped for for Leicester. But at the same time, you can see the, the green shoots of recovery. Is it? Does that sound a bit too dramatic? I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe it never quite got to that. Um, negative stage, but they, there's lots, lots to be infused about. Leicester have got an abundance of quality players, young players, hungry, developing, progressing. They've got some experienced, top-level players ready to come back into the fray. Um, and it's, 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 like we said, they're not. We know why. We know why they're conceding goals. Put it that way. If you're scratching your head and thinking, "What the hell's happening?" We're falling to pieces every week. We're not quite sure what's causing it. And that is a problem. Leicester don't have that problem. No, exactly. Uh, Thursday, last Thursday, you and we, we saw that win against Randers in the Europa League. A, a really good win for Leicester. They, of course, go to Denmark um, this Thursday coming. What, what are you expecting from that? Will there be changes, do you think? There's a, a three-goal advantage at the moment for the Foxes. Obviously, away goals aren't a thing anymore. No, they're not. Um... <laughs> And Brendan's is too old in the tooth. He's, he's been around far too long to, to think it's tie over. And I don't think I don't think anybody from 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 Leicester City would be that disrespectful to Randers. Um, you know, I, I remember Barcelona coming back from four goals at PSG, and, and Liverpool have done it numerous times in, in in the Champions League. So, you know, it's Leicester have got a massive advantage. Let's be honest. You know, they go their firm favourites. They should should get through to to the next knockout stages, um, but it's all about attitude, preparation, um, and, and that will be spot on. You know, if they can get an early goal, then put the tide to bed. I still think, even though with a three goal advantage, that that Brendan will go quite strong. There might be one or two changes. I, I, I'm not too sure how the injury situation is, and, and if, if there's going to be a couple of bodies available for Brendan, that it could be a good game for. For them to, to to give opportunities to to lads who have been out for for, for long periods, but it's, it's you know looking at Randers, I mean they did okay, didn't they? They did okay in the second half. They just got overrun, and I think they played tonight as well. Dan, they didn't play over the weekend. I think they've got a game tonight, so um, I'm not sure who they play. But I had a look at their fixtures earlier on, and um, and I didn't realise last week when you, you asked me the question, so what did I know? I didn't realise they'd not played for weeks and weeks and weeks. I just saw their last result and they, they've lost to Bromby. And I thought, oh, they must have lost over the weekend. So my bad for that. But yeah, I mean, Leicester should get through to, to the next. And, and once again, it's just, I can't see Leicester not going there and not scoring goals. Yeah, yeah and that's got to be the hope, hasn't it, Matt, again, that as you and said, that there might be a couple of changes anyway, but whatever Leicester team goes there, you'd expect them to, to comfortably have enough, considering they've already got this three-goal advantage. You, you've got to say yes to that, haven't you? Be, be honest and be realistic, but you, know, you don't want to tempt fate or be blasé. And, um, 
you know, certainly as players, go there and think the job's done. Um, for the reasons you know, just mentioned there, you know, you can get bitten on the backside, can't you? So I, I didn't think Randers were a bad enough side to dismiss the tie now just because you've got that free goal advantage. Listen, it would be, you know, a, a horrendously bad result if things were to go um, go awry. But, you know, it's not an impossibility for Randers to pinch an early opener, is it? And then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're asking yourself a few questions and the supporters will be up for it and you might have a, a situation on your hands. But as, as Ewan says... I don't foresee that happening, that sort of scenario. I, I can't picture Leicester not scoring, regardless of what team he puts out. Now, I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. But, you know, we, we've mentioned whichever way Brendan goes, I think it will be, I don't think he'll put out his absolute strongest team, um, despite there being a weekend. weekend which, yeah. You know, that's obviously a, a, a small relief for Brendan Rodgers. Um, that will help his team selection. But whichever, we've said, haven't we, that this is, you know, you have said it himself, rightly so, this is the best squad that Leicester City have ever had as a football club, ever. Um, you know, th- with, with that in mind, pretty much whatever, even with the catalogue of injuries, whatever team he puts out is, is going to be a decent outfit. I can't see them not completing the job quite comfortably. It's an opportunity as well, I guess, Matt, if, if they can try and aim to keep a clean sheet, that, that will give the defence a lot of confidence. As, as Ewan said, goals haven't really been the issue. It's, it's the other end. So sometimes if, if a team's struggling and they play a lesser opposition, that they look to score goals to get confidence in the forwards. In this sense, is it the other way around? Keep a clean yeah. sheet. Keep things really tight. Well, it's certainly something to aim for and it's something to use as motivation as a, as a team and a defensive unit. Um, you know, should take pride in conceding as few goals and clean sheets. You know, they often get mentioned, don't they? You know, it was nice to keep the clean sheet, etc. And it, it does matter, but just because you keep five clean sheets doesn't mean you you're automatically guaranteed to keep another. You know, you have to keep working and working at it. Um, the clean sheets are very hard to come by for Leicester at the moment. Whether you know, whoever it's against, Rwanda's on Thursday, um, a little bit loose, and uh, in a couple of instances and. You know, Leicester can't afford that because the way things are going for them at the moment, you know, they've caused their own problems to a degree, and now they're doing their best to drag themselves out of this poor run of form or certainly results. But at the same, at that time, a lot of things are transpiring against them, so they've got to make super sure that they're on their game. You know, and, and use that, yeah, keep a clean sheet, be determined. And from that, they will go through. Even if they keep it tight early on, even. Keep a clean sheet for the first half. The game's near enough done, isn't it? And then they can maybe start to impress the other end. But all said and done, without being flippant about it, I think they're still have more than enough. Defensively, Randers were uh, sixes and sevens at times, weren't they? It was a bit haphazard. And if they're going to have to try and expose themselves even more by coming at Leicester, then that's when Leicester can capitalise. Yeah, and we've spoken a lot about this competition, you and since Leicester dropped into it from the Europa League. 
it's a fantastic opportunity to, to go and win some more silverware this season. You look at some of the teams like Celtic were one of the stronger teams left or clubs left in it. They, they lost 3-1 in their first leg. So yeah. it, it's, it's a good opportunity for the Foxes. It really is. And it's the only, it's the only competition left for Leicester now. You know, after what happened in, 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 in the FA Cup and the way the club got knocked out um, the, the other week against Nottingham Forest. And it is, it is silverware. Yes, they won the Community Shield or whatever it's called now at the start of the season. So started the season off with, with, a, with, with a bit of silverware against Manchester City. You know, go and finish it off. And the prize is a good one, you know, because let's be honest, at the minute you can't see Leicester finishing in, the, in those European places. So, you know, win this competition. And am I, am I right in thinking if you win the competition, Dan, you're in the Europa League? Europa so League, yeah. That's, 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 you know, enough incentive in itself. To, to go and win it. And as you say, there's some good sides in there, but Leicester at their best are more than capable of, of reaching the final and, and, and winning this competition. And no matter what as well, it's a, it's a nice European Cup run for the fans as well, Matt. Last season in the Europa League, that there were no fans. We know that. Earlier in, in this season, the draw in the group stage maybe wasn't perfect for Leicester fans in terms of travelling with some of those places that they had to go and there were still restrictions at that time so now is an opportunity if they can get a bit further it's a good European talk for, for the fans as well yeah it, it's, it's funny how uh, sort of focus adjusts and you know initially at the start of the season there was almost frustration of being in the Europa League because of missing out so narrowly on a couple of occasions last two seasons and you know and I think people got their heads around that you know all said and done Competing in Europe, in the Europa League especially, is, is no mean feat for a club like Leicester. In fifth, two seasons in succession, both the second best finishes for Leicester ever in the Premier League. Um, so, make of that what you will. There's hardly disappointing stuff, is it? But then to go into the Europa League, I think the, 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 the way things went, it was a missed opportunity, wasn't it? And then Brendan, by his own admission, wasn't really considering the Europa Conference League at all. Um, and a lot of people knew it was there, but were hoping not to have to entertain it. But once you're there, a bit of reality kicks in, especially you know when you look at the, the outside situation. It's ended up, as you can say, it's like the biggest chance of bringing some sort of high point to the season. And hopefully that can be the case, although... Still, quite a lot of work to do. I mean, some people were—I I can't really get my head around it. You're touting Leicester as one of the top three favourites to win the Europa League. You've seen the teams that are still in that. Now, even in the Confer uh, Europa Conference League, there's some very capable outfits. Yeah, Leicester will do very well to win it, but certainly it's a target to aim for. Especially, watch out for that Benefici. They are a good side. <laughs> yeah, classic Jerry Taggart. He, he was lucky you and that that happened before we went on air, uh, before the Randers game. He was reading the teams after all Marseille, Romo, Benefaccio. I, I thought Benefaccio had made a comeback, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, I, obviously, Matt will not let Jerry uh, live that one down. It's just entertaining. Um, right, other games at the weekend. Matt, we were probably we were on air when there was probably the game of the weekend. Taking, I say that actually, forget that the game of the weekend was probably at the Etihad the, the night before. So there's a couple options for you to choose from. Yeah, 
<laughs> is there? Yeah, yeah. I'm only joking. What, what was the, oh, the uh, Liverpool game? Uh, sorry, the Man United game? Yeah. Yeah, but we were on here. Sorry, yeah, I was having a blank then. Okay. Um, yeah, do you know, well, the Tottenham, Tottenham game, I suppose, isn't it? Man City has put the cat amongst the pigeons a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, Man City is exceptional, don't get me wrong. But um, how, how people could say the league is over, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense, does it, really? Well, the six points, if the games are even and Liverpool win their own games in hand, that's down to three points now, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's, they it's their game so Liverpool win their game yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then they play each other soon. So, yeah. you know, on the back of one defeat, the whole situation has turned around um, or certainly changed. So, so they, you know, I think that's good. Obviously, you don't want one team running away with it. And Liverpool look decent. Those two sort of certainly are a, a class apart, aren't they? But someone else who's a class apart, Harry Kane, he's. <laughs> he's a better player than he's given credit for and he gets a lot of plaudits but I thought he was on another level or two ahead of everyone at the King Power uh, I know it's Bergwijn who got all the all the headlines for you know scoring those two ridiculously late goals but people who were watching the game there at the King Power Kane was class apart he was on a, another plane Altogether, and similarly, on Saturday, wasn't it? Saturday evening, he was, you know, to do that against the might of Manchester City. You know, he's so clever, and his technique so good, and obviously his goal scoring. But um, yeah, that's probably the biggest impact result, isn't it, on the on the whole face of things? Uh, Man United leads. Yes, yeah, looked like quite a rip roaring affair, didn't it? But one that sticks out, I suppose, at the other end of the pitch over the table um, or the spectrum it was Burnley 3-0 away wasn't it at Brighton yeah yeah it was only it was, their second win Matty wasn't it only, only their second win of the season so his second was it Burnley yeah. had scored yeah. three goals in the last three seasons there <laughs> was a was that a second win so yeah. I don't know I don't know how they do it Burnley they're just they're not that attractive to watch at the end of the day and they don't profess to be do they but must have a special bond with his players. They all find a way, don't they? Yeah, just but just to keep grinding out week after week. They do pretty much the same thing every week. And to not lose faith in it when you've gone on poor trot. Now, I'm sure there are adjustments. It's not as simple as that. But the, the connection between the manager and his players as a group must be something special. Uh, he's not left you many games to choose from. He hasn't. He hasn't. Uh, I'll pick one though, Dan. I mean, I, 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 watched I, I was that just one surprised by who the results of three games. <laughs> yeah. um, what, what, I, what I would say though, Dan, if I can go back to like clean sheets and, and the lack of them for, 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 for Leicester, top scorers in the Premier League are Liverpool. Who did Leicester keep a clean sheet against? Liverpool. You know, they, they, they kept the clean sheet against the most potent attack in the Premier League. They can do it against Liverpool, they can do it against anybody. They've just got to get back to that, that the organisation the discipline the hard work if they get back to that and not that they're not doing that they can keep keep a clean sheet against anybody they can keep a clean sheet against Liverpool now I watched that I watched that Man U Leeds game yesterday before obviously the Wolves best one and 2-0 at half time Fernandes getting that goal you think that's game over 
Leeds ain't coming back. And then two goals in 24 seconds. And Ellen Road just went absolutely, absolutely wild. But two, a man who had just too much to come off the bench and, and it was a comfortable win. I mean, Matty's sort of mentioned the, the, the Burnley one. And I, I look at the bottom of that of that Premier League as well. And um, Roy Hodgson's first win at, at Watford, you know, it's a massive win for, for the Hornets. They were in shocking London form. And going to Miller Park and keeping a clean sheet there, scoring just the one goal. But when you're not conceding, one's always enough. And uh, Aston Villa, after a, a decent start for, for Stephen Gerrard, a bit of a bit of a tough time for, for, for them at the minute. But yeah, a good win for Watford. Yeah, absolutely. We had the, the Leeds game on mute, didn't we, Matt? But when... They got those two goals in that oh. quick succession. You just saw, you only could imagine what the atmosphere was like at that stage. But um, yeah, shame they couldn't hold on to that one. Uh, right, um, football Jenga time. The fact that Matt said he was surprised that he knew three results doesn't bode well for our uh, extra time teasers. Um, I should know by now to do a little bit of research, shouldn't I? Right? We're just doing it. Uh, it's an old favourite. It's uh, players who scored at the weekend in the Premier League. Oh. So any player that scored a Premier League goal at the weekend, there's quite a lot of them. Uh, there was a lot of goals this weekend. So um, you and Roberts, kick us off for me, please. Uh, Rashina for Norwich. Lookman. <laughs> Neves. Odens. Fernandez. Kane. Maguire. Gundahan. Who? Well, different pronunciations, aren't there? Gundogan. Is it a silent G? I don't know what it is. Gundogan. I'll give you that, I'll give you that. Rafina. Mares. Um, we ghost or we ghost, we ghost, we ghost. Oh. Um, oh, I had a couple then. Come. Useless. Dennis. Good answer. Good answer. Um, Lennon. Oh, yeah, he got a late one for Burnley, didn't he? See, I normally look at these, at least, who scored, even if I don't see the game. Oh, I did, yeah. We've got that one. Um, different games, James. Yeah. We said, we said Salah. No. But that is show. Good show. Mane. I don't know why I'm saying this. Cater. I don't know why you're saying that either. <laughs> <laughs> who, got, who got the second for Liverpool? Uh, well, let's see. If, well, Ewan's got to get one to win it. I'm going to go for Craig Dawson. Craig Dawson. Oh, yeah, good uh, he, he don't play for Liverpool. <laughs> no, uh, Diaz. Diaz got <gasps> Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Look sharp as well. Yeah, so it was Salah, Mane and Diaz that got the goals for Liverpool. Uh, the ones you missed, you did quite well, to be fair, between you. Uh, Stuart Armstrong, Brownhill, 
Diaz. Alain oh, no, I was going to say Brown here, and I thought, yeah. no, I had that in my head, but I thought, he said he never scores. <laughs> yeah, Alanga, Fred, Kulaveski, uh, Long, Norgard, Rodrigo, Saka, Smithrow, Willock, and Ziyech. Oh, we haven't done well, mate, there, have we, really? Well, you've got no, 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 you haven't done well. You, don't brag me to your level. You and could have kept going. And, and, and a couple more. I had Brownhill in reserve and Willem. Because I, I watched the I watched the Newcastle West Ham game up at Bramall Lane, and I knew who'd score for for them sort of thing. See, if you if you stay in on a Saturday night, don't go out and watch match today. You'll have them all in your head. To be fair, I'd rather go out and then get battered on the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. All right, well, thank you very much to, to Ewan and to Matt. Uh, Ewan, are you with us Thursday? I'm with Thursday, yeah. yeah. Thursday. All right, so we'll, we'll speak to you both on Thursday. Quarter past four start uh, for Match Day Live. It's a pretty early one, uh, quarter to six kickoff. So do join us for that, for the second leg against Randers. But yeah, have a great week, both of you, and have a great week, everybody who's watching and, and listening in as well. And we'll, uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Cheers.